This episode is on um, chronic pelvic pain from RACGP, AFP. Um, persistent pelvic pain is estimated to affect 15 to 25% of women. Um, despite that, it's not many, or most people don't feel skilled. PPP is considered in four parts. Pain from pelvic organs, musculoskeletal response to pain, central sensitization nerve pathways, and the psychological sequelae of chronic pain. PPP can be defined as pain in the area of the pelvis that has been present on most days for more than six months. The components are, as we said, pain from pelvic organs, Symptoms suggestive of pelvic organ pain include period pain, urinary frequency, nocturia and urgency, an irritable bowel, recurrent candidiasis, and vulval pain. The musculoskeletal response to pain um, is commonly complicated by muscle spasms, just like back pain. But because they're intrapelvic, they can go undiagnosed. Symptoms suggestive of obturator internus pain include stabbing pains felt on the sides of the lower abdomen that refer to the back or anterior thigh. Worse with core strength exercise, make it difficult to walk, improve with heat packs and encourage a fetal position. Other symptoms are generalized pelvic ache and pain aggravated by movement or prolonged positions. Symptoms suggestive of pain for pelvic floor muscles include Stabbing pains in the vagina or lower bowel, generalized pelvic ache, difficulty initiating a void, pain with intercourse, specs, or tampons. Symptoms suggestive of central sensitization of nerve pathways include pain present on most days, even if less severe, bloated or burning feelings. Nausea, dizziness, anxiety, low mood, fatigue, poor sleep, and unusual sweating. <clears throat> Allodynia of the lower abdomen. And pain felt over a larger area when severe. And they're all indicators of central sensitizations of nerve pathways. And it's important to remember the psychological sequelae of persistent pain, which includes withdrawal from social activities, study or employment, hypervigilance to pain symptoms, anxiety, depression, and low confidence. Examination should include general obs, observation of gait. So if you've got any slow awkward rising and a slow walk, that's suggestive of pelvic muscle pain. Palpation of the lower back, gluteus, medius, coccyx, and SI joints consistent with intrapelvic muscle dysfunction. Palpation of the lower abdo for masses and tender points in the rectus abdominis. Assessment of cold sensation and uh, so reduced cold sensation and area of maximal pain might be present and is suggestive of nerve pathway involvement. Visual assessment of the vulval skin. Cotton tip swab assessment for vaginal introital sensitivity between 4 and 8 o'clock, near the Bartholin's gland, suggests provoked vulvar vestibulodynia. One finger vaginal exam of the pelvic floor and obturator internus, 
So they're palpated and stroked laterally just inside the vagina. The obturator internus is palpated slightly deeper at the level of the mid-vagina by pressing laterally towards the hip. Vaginal exam, spec exam, and vaginal swab. Management of PPP, you might want to think about you know, improving things rather than curing things. There's a useful questionnaire. At the first visit, helps determine which of the four components of pelvic pain are present, and this can be downloaded from the Pelvic Pain Foundation of Australia. So in terms of managing pelvic organ pain, common things include dysmenorrhea, bladder symptoms, vulvovaginal irritation, irritable bowel, pudendal neuralgia. Management of dysmenorrhea. Uh, so if you've got endometriosis, dysmenorrhea or psychical aggravations of pain, the overall aim is to minimize the number of periods, minimize the amount of bleeding, and create a progestogenic which is a decidualized environment. A monophasic oral contraceptive pill or oral progestogen, such as DNHS 2 megs or norethrosterone 5 megs or an IUCD is preferred. The eternal gestural implant may be effective if amenorrhea can be achieved. For severe cases, DNHS 2 megs daily continuously has been shown to be non-inferior to GnRH agonists, has fewer hypoestrogenic effects and improved quality of life. Amarinuria is optimal but might require a combination of treatments such as a uh, myrena and continuous OCP or a levodestral IUCD and oral deanergist. And dysmenorrhea is often only one component of PPP. Bladder symptoms management includes assessing and excluding potential diet triggers, drinking two litres daily, acute management of flares with sodabic or ural, only use antibiotics if an infection is proven, and using medications like amitriptyline or oxybutynin for um, neuropathic pain. The management of vulvovaginal irritation depends on the conditions present and includes avoiding soap or perfumed body wash, replacing that with Cetaphil or Dermavine, excluding Candida. If you have repeated episodes of Candida, you can use fluconazole 200 megs uh, every 72 hours for three doses, then weekly for six months. Low-dose amitriptyline, vulval dermatology review, and pelvic physiotherapy. Management of irritable bowel includes excluding red flag symptoms, including blood loss or mucus, bowel incontinence, unexplained weight loss or malabsorption of food. Once you've done that, you can use a low FODMAP diet or use low-dose amitriptyline for bloated feelings. Management of pudendal neuralgia includes which is a burning or sharp pain in the saddle area. Management includes avoiding activities that compress the nerve, such as cycling, creating a U-shaped foam cushion, pelvic physiotherapy, ceasing straining, 
and using neuropathic medications. The management of pelvic muscle pain includes correct diagnosis, avoiding aggravating activity, stretches, pelvic physio, optimizing the bladder and bowel function and Botox injection for severe cases. Managing central sensitization includes uh, reassurance and education, explaining that nerve pathways have physically changed and become sensitized. Exercise, so the best non-drug treatment for pain, such as walking. Optimization of sleep patterns, pain psychology, and then you can use neuropathic medications such as low-dose amitriptyline, SNRI, such as duloxetine, and anticonvulsants such as pregabalin. <coughs> In women, use small doses and increase slowly to a low peak dose, such as amitriptyline 5 megs, 1 to 3 hours before bed, slowly increasing to 5 to 75 megs. Managing the psychosocial sequelae is having a good therapeutic relationship, getting the patient to re-engage with the family, friends and community, referral to a pain psychologist, and reassurance with education. The role of Laparoscopy is that it's an excellent tool for removing endometriosis or hysterectomy. However, repeated laparoscopies increase the risk of central sensitization and surgical complications. While you do find abnormalities, they may, may or may not be the major cause of the pain. An example case is Chloe, 12-year-old girl having painful periods. 15 years, she started taking an OCP, improved for 12 months before her periods became painful again. After one period, she noticed she needed to go to the toilet more often and was waking up at night to void. Periods were now painful for seven days of the month. Bowel was irritable and she frequently had nausea. Stabbing pains began and she ceased playing netball or going out with friends. At 17, she had pain every day, was missing most days of school, using Panadine for and isolating herself. So Chloe has PPP. It may have begun as period pain, probably with endometriosis, but she also has bladder and bowel comorbidities, pelvic muscle pain, and central sensitization. A plan for her would include reducing her menses with an OCP, or if that's ineffective, either Tianagest 2 megs or norethisterone 5 megs continuously starting at day 5. Regular NSAIDs for the worst two to three days of the period. If that's severe, refer for consideration of laparoscopy to remove endometriosis. For an overactive bladder, using low-dose amitriptyline and doing it as M M MSU and trialing a low FODMAP diet. For health pelvic muscle pain, doing regular gentle exercise, starting with short walks daily stretches and down training her muscles for her central sensitization doing regular exercises using amitriptyline referring to a pain psychologist and improving sleep patterns and for the psychosocial 
sequelae, encouraging movement and supporting patients, managing anxiety and depression separately, encouraging school attendance and optimism.